This is episode three of Audition Notes with Mark and Nick. Welcome back. Welcome back. To our uh, number four. Number three. Number three. Yeah, you've done one in your sleep. I know. That's just how efficient I am, I suppose. <laughs> Podcast number three. Uh, hello, everybody who's listening. Um, this is Nick Field. That's right. And that is Mark Westbrook. And we are studio producer and studio director here at Acting Coach Scotland, which is a private acting studio in Glasgow in Scotland. And uh, each of our podcasts, we talk about auditions and auditioning, whether that be for drama school and college or professional casting or, or amateur casting as well. It's, you know, it's not going to be much different for that. You still have to, to get the job, if you like, so to speak. Approach it in the same way. Yeah, approach it with the same kind of mindset. So, 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 Hayley, what is our question for today? What's the best way to prepare for an audition? So, thank you, Hayley. What's the best way to prepare for an audition? So, that's a biggie. It's a huge question, and probably, one way or another, is the topic of most of our series of podcasts. I mean, it's all to do with preparing, really, in a way. Absolutely. Um, so, but what, we, what we can do, I suppose, the best way to approach that question is to say, to have an awareness of what's in our control as a performer, as right. an auditionee. What can we control, what can't we control? Right. That kind of rem- reminds me of that um, Pastor Nyber uh, prayer. Um, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things that I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Um, when I was training in New York at Atlantic Theatre Company's acting school, that was read out to us more than one occasion to remind us that you know, there are some things that are within our control and that's where we should put our energy and there are some things that are out with our control that we just have to let go. Yeah, because it's about stress management really. Um, if, you're, if you're the type of person that is going to worry about things, uh, maybe the stakes, the stakes feel really high to you, there's going to be lots of noise in your head. Uh, that that really doesn't need to be there. Yeah, no doubt a number of our future podcasts will be about the psychology of preparing for auditions. Uh, in this one, though, we can break this down into, into something quite simple. What should you be focusing on and what can you leave alone? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just start at the end, right? The outcome is not in your control. Um, if someone comes and they say they, they come for a one-to-one session and they say, my goal is to get the audition, my goal is to get into drama school, well, they're already on a hiding to nothing because that goal is out with their control and therefore they can't achieve it as a goal that they can put actions towards. All that they can do is the best preparation possible, which is, of course, the topic of this this podcast. So you break it down, don't you, to say, well, if, if the, the, the best outcome in the world is that I get offered the part, I get offered the place, then you can say, okay, now, how do you go about making sure that's possible? Yeah, and if you're not entirely sure, if you're a trained actor, you'll have some ideas, and in future podcasts, we'll definitely go into more technique-based issues so that you can benefit from that too. But, you know, if you're not sure, you start with the idea of, okay, well, what, what do I think my favourite actor would do? Okay, I, if I love Christian Bale, what do I think Christian Bale would do to prepare for, for this audition? Well, okay, probably stay up all night, but I mean, there's a lot of different things. You know, what would my favourite actor do to prepare for this audition? Uh, and, and try and use that as a measure of, of good practice for yourself. 
So Nick, what do you think is kind of the first area we should think about? Well, for me, you have to start with the basics, right? You've got to make sure that your your health and well-being is at its optimum level so that you can perform at your best for that day. Now that might sound a bit obvious, but it's funny that you mentioned somebody staying up all night. You know, <clears throat> on a very basic level, don't have a hangover. I mean, that's useful. Look, um, with my with my private clients, um, we have this thing called SHE, S-H-E. Sleep, hydration, and eating. Yeah. Those three things, which are so fundamental, which are so easily overlooked in the excitement of an audition, if those three things are not taken care of, you are not on top form. Now, you don't need to eat a big cooked breakfast, and you don't need 16 hours sleep, and you don't need to drink 15 liters of water. <laughs> what you do need to do is be adequately hydrated, yeah. have something to eat, and get a decent amount of sleep. Yeah, and, and that, the latter one is hard because people think, oh, I've got to get... You, you've got to get yourself prepared so that, that the night before you can say to yourself, I've done everything I can. Right. right. I've, 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 I've worked on it, I've got coaching, I've practiced, I've rehearsed, um, I've covered my, my what-if scenarios, and now I've just got to do it. So uh, it's interesting, one of our students on the full-time course who's performing at the moment at the Fringe, I said to him the other day, oh, you're, looking, you're looking really great and healthy, mentally, physically, and he said, yeah, I've got a morning routine, and I started it before the Fringe began because I knew this was coming up and it was going to be sort of quite taxing on me mentally and physically, so I stick to my morning routine, and that gives me a sense of starting the day well. So that's, that's, a, that's a really good practice. Right, I mean, I was working with a client last year, and... Um she got her hotel very close to the audition uh, room so that she wouldn't stress about having to travel. Yeah. Um, and, and I said, well, what time are you arriving at the hotel? And she said, well, in the afternoon. And I said, well, what are you going to do for the rest of the day? And of course, if you don't think that through, you're going to sit in the hotel room and stew. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the end, I managed to persuade her that she should go out to the movies and eat a meal with some friends. And in the end, she did that, which meant that when she went home, was early evening, she could unwind, think through things a little bit, and then go to bed mm-hmm. um, and get a decent sleep. One thing is to talk about, I mean, we've, it's, we, it's become a lot about this, but actually, is, is the eating thing, okay? So, when we're nervous, we get accelerated heart rate, shaky hands, mind fog, sweating. They're exactly the same things that we experience if we hit low blood sugar. So what you don't want to do is add low blood sugar to already uh, showing the signs of being nervous because you're sort of superpowering your your nerves with the additional issue. Yeah, and don't overcompensate with caffeine either. Right. I, I once went to quite an important audition and I was there early, which is good. You should be there early, but I did make the mistake of having about three lattes. Uh, before the audition, so uh, copious amounts of milk, which made me nice and clogged up, and loads of caffeine to give me the shakes, wasn't the best planning and preparation for that for that one. Yeah, I mean, carbonated drinks are the same. Bit of stress in your stomach tends to tends to turn into sort of a mouth of itself and starts talking during the audition. <laughs> uh, so taking care of your health, even a couple of days before it, if you can. I understand if you get the audition sides the night before, you know, you might have to put some time into it. 
but do try and get the sleep which will allow you to do your best. It will take the edge off if you can't take control of those uh, sleep, uh, hydration and eating. So health and well-beings in your control. Being organised, right? Having uh, any material that you've been asked to bring with you, make sure that you've got that ready. Have a think about how you're going to present yourself on the day in terms of what you're wearing. I mean, right. That's a big topic. Take the clothes out in advance. Think carefully. Remember if it's an on-camera audition, you can try and avoid white, try and avoid crazy patterns, try to avoid logos. Have an audition outfit and just wear it for your auditions. You know, um, where I used to work, we used to joke about like, like, so which of the students do you think is doing really well in the audition? We'd say like the one in the blue because they would all be in blue. So there is worth thinking about how you make your stand, self stand out. That can be accessorizing a little bit. That can be having a little personality come through in your clothing. I mean, not a crazy amount of personality. Please don't wear clogs um, or anything, or a peaked cap. Right, or, because you know, certain elements of your audition might involve workshops, right. might be with a group of people, and the people, who are the panel that are assessing you won't necessarily know all your names, they won't remember. So I've done it myself, and I sit down in a workshop scenario, an audition scenario when I'm casting, and I and I write down, uh, Lady with the pink pink scarf. Right, uh, right. Little things to like identify who you are. But it does bring up another quick question. Don't know if we've got time for it. I often get asked, what, you know, what should I wear in relation to the role that I'm playing, um, in terms of character clothes, I suppose, or costume. Yeah, for a professional audition, I think it's okay to make small suggestion at character. If it's an office worker or an official, or an official, a blouse or a shirt right. or a blazer, that kind of works, you know, but don't go in a nun's habit, for goodness sake. They're just gonna think you're bonkers. Well, to, to a certain extent, you know, you've got to think about being roughly in line. The people that are casting you or choosing you need to be able to imagine you in that role. So we've had a scenario ourselves when we, when we cast a film and there was a particular type of character uh, that we wanted to look for and a, a lot of the actors that arrived on the day were so mm, beautifully dressed and highly made up and they looked, they looked stunning uh, but it was so far away from the character that we knew that they were going to be asked to play in the movie. Now, of course, we as professionals should be able to distance ourselves from that. But we're only human, exactly. right? I, I want to find the character in the person who's in front of me and if they're dressed up to the nines and I'm casting a kind of depressed mother, um, I think that's what you're thinking about, mm -hmm. um, then, then, you know, help them out. Help them think of you as the character. Why not? Do do make it simpler for you. Yeah, and, and you know, don't go overboard, folks. It's, it's just it's just being in in that zone, generally speaking. You know, to to, to have a, a consideration. Uh, I'm not suggesting that if you're auditioning for Beauty and the Beast on a national tour that you should turn up in a ball gown. Um, but you know, you've got to think about how you look. And, and, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending how you look at it, judgments get made as soon as you walk through the door. Absolutely. So within the first five seconds of coming in, they've made an instinctive impression. So you want to control as much of that impression as you can. You can't control what they think of you, but you can think through what you, what you plan to wear and how you plan to do your hair, etc., etc., so that you're giving off a signal. What story do you want to tell? What message do you want to send? can't control whether they receive it, but you are in control 
of what you're sending out. Yeah, and it also it makes me think about uh, your headshots as well. Um, you know, you've got to keep them current uh, for a casting. If, for example, you've 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 had a series of headshots done where you've had very short, punky style hair, and that's that's your main headshot, uh, then they're going to be expecting that kind of look when you walk through the door, uh, probably. Because sadly, a lot of initial casting decisions are based on a, a visual representation. Absolutely. No, no, they absolutely are. Of course they are. That's how the industry works, unfortunately. And right now, it's a very narrow way of thinking about casting. It's based on what you're looking like, and it's very obvious. I do remember, as a director, having an audition, casting it, looking for a kind of late 30s, early 40s guy. Uh, and this guy came through the door, and I thought... Oh, I haven't asked for you to come, who are you? And that's because his headshot was clearly 10 years out of date. Um, and, you know, he was chancing his arm in this audition. It was a professional audition. We'd actually only auditioned people through through professional agents, but he was still using uh, a headshot that was, uh, was, no, it was just never gonna work. I mean, at the moment he came in the room, he was never gonna get the part. What a waste of all of our time, sadly. Um, he didn't have the right look for what we were, it didn't match with the other casting, etc., etc. Yeah, um, and I'm going to flip that on the other on the other side and say, okay, so you might think, oh, I don't know whether I have got the right look, or or I don't know exactly what they're looking for. You can only go based on what what information you've been given. Um, if it's a drama school audition, then of course uh, neutral, usually neutral. Uh, and, and flexible is what you want. If it's a, for a particular character, hopefully your agent or the casting breakdown will give you a bit of a clue of that. However, if you get there and you feel like you stick out like a sore thumb and you're not like anybody else in the room, don't worry about it, would be my advice. You go into that audition and you give it 100%, the best you've got based on the preparation you've made because you might not be right for that part, okay? But they might see something in you that they feel is right for a different part in that show or film or movie. Right, that just happened to a client of ours who went up for one part in a feature film. Uh, obviously, for some reason, they didn't think he was right for that, but he got recalled for a different part, came in for some coaching, back out there, nailed it. Mm. There you go, he's got a job in the feature film. Fantastic. And, and so I suppose what I'm talking about as well is, is, is comparison to others. Oh, I mean, that's got to be who else is in the room or you're kind of up against if you want to think of it like that mm -hmm. is out of your control I've got a tiny little story to tell about a client of mine who was accidentally sent details of who she was up against in the audition and completely psyched herself out with that because oh they went to this school and oh my god they've got this experience and oh Right, I mean, just completely psych themselves out by, by that accident. Um, who you're up against is irrelevant. When was the last time you compared yourself to somebody and then made a favourable uh, comparison? Right, i got to say we ask this question of our clients and students a lot. Most of us can't make a favourable comparison of ourselves. To, to others. We always find ourselves lacking. Yeah, we always use comparison to stick to beat ourselves with. I say always, but often we Yeah, do. often. Um, so it's about what you're going to bring. If you're right for it, it's because you're right for it. The other people and, and, and who they've chosen way out of your control. Let's talk about, very briefly, about travel plans. 
Yes, it's all part of the organisation. I got I digressed, didn't I? So knowing where you're going, uh, knowing what time you've got to be there, and I'd say be there early. Look, get on Google, right? Google tra- Google can do all the travel plans for you. You can know exactly how long it takes to get from there to there. You can update yourself on Google to have a look. Is the traffic or the other things running badly? I mean, you can even do it down to the buses, right? So you can know how long it's going to take. I say get there early but not mega early, right? An hour early is fine, but this is what I would plan and this is what I tell all my clients. Find yourself a cafe, take yourself a book, take yourself your your phone or your iPod or whatever, listen to our next podcast, um, and and just distract yourself in the run-up to the audition just for a little bit. You're there, you're early, you're on time, it's fine, now you've taken some of the, the stress out of it, but we don't want you sitting on the doorstep winding yourself up for an hour. Yeah, and if you've got time and you've got space, you need to factor in, how am I gonna focus? What is my, how am I gonna get myself in a focus state for this audition? And some people need different types of focus depending on their innate character. And how am I gonna warm up yeah, physically, we- vocally? The amount of people uh, that I've seen in these situations who uh, are not physically and vocally ready. Right, and the warm-up doesn't have to be in the 10 minutes before your audition. If you warm up that morning, that's more than enough. Um, I put that question to Morag Stark, who's our voice coach at Acting Coach Scotland. She also teaches voice at other schools in London. And you know, she said, no, no, right at the beginning of the day, get a proper warm-up in, and that's gonna last you for a good part of the day. So you're gonna do a warm up. We can talk. Maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have a podcast with Morag in the future. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we'll create uh, create a warm up that you can do at home. Physical voice production, speech. Get yourself ready way before you get there. Uh, you can always pop into the loo and do a few quick math exercises before you go in if you're feeling like you're tightening up. Um, but. That's definitely possible. We're on to warming up. That's good. Yeah. Um, look, I think a lot of the future podcasts will also be about the preparation for that day, psychological preparation for that day, physical preparation for that day. We'll go into a lot more detail uh, in some podcasts to come. Um, getting your head in the game is, is very difficult with pressure on you. Focus is one of the first things to go because the stress tends to lead you to kind of monkey mind thinking where you jump from thing to thing to thing to thing and it's hard to keep your focus. One small thing that I will say that I advise a lot of clients is uh, something about favorite music. It can be really, really healthy to have a favorite track or a favorite relaxing piece yep. of music. Get your headphones on. You know, I've got clients who say, yeah, but I wanna, I wanna chat with everybody else. Okay, if, if, I think that's very distracting. You don't wanna be antisocial, I get that but it's very distracting. I think you want to get your head in the right place. Yeah. You're in the zone. This is a job, it's not a social opportunity. Um, get your head in the game uh, with a favorite piece of music. I don't know, whatever you, you know, if you need... Um, some people some people need charging up. Right. And some people have got low energy and absolutely. quite laid back. Absolutely. Some people have got high energy and high tension and they need to calm down. Right. So you need to adjust your routine um, to get you either up to the state where you need to be or calm you down to the state where you need to be, where you can perform at your best. Right, so we've got a lot of that stuff in Don Green's book that we, that we read about performance psychology. Mm-hmm. People have high activation and low activation. If you're the kind of person who needs to be calm, then you need to do calming activities. If you're the kind of person who needs to be pumped up, 
and you need to do pumping up activities. There's no point trying to do the opposite, you know? Telling yourself to be calm if you're a person who fires off on a lot of energy. Um, you'll be shooting yourself in the foot, so, so don't do that. Can I share a quick tip about what used to help with me when Absolutely. I was auditioning? Absolutely. Help, help calm, calm me down, help give me focus. Um, and it would be something that we talk about in performance psychology, but it, it's about visualisation. And just on a really simple level, I would uh, go through in my mind the best outcome for the day, and then when I arrive at the, the place where the audition's going to be, I imagine that I come there all the time. I imagine that I'm already working there on some level. I imagine when I see that person that's, that's you know, working in the office that I can see through that glass window, that I see them every day or that I know them. I, f I, make, I tell myself that I'm at home here and this is where I belong. Uh, and just that, that notion of saying, I belong here, I earned the right to be here, this is the place where I come every day, this is the people that I know, they're all my friends. It just makes me feel relaxed and calm uh, when I'm going into that room. I don't feel like I'm facing a bunch of strangers anymore. That's a good tip, that's a good tip. Um, I want to kind of sum up a little bit, I want to talk a little bit about what's not in your control for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, other people's opinion of you is completely out of your control. You can only do things to try and leave a good impression. The outcome we've already talked about, that's out of your control, but the choices you make and what you do to prepare, that is well in your control. Uh, worrying about whether they liked you, why you didn't get the role, blah, 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 all these things, what happened in the previous audition, that's just not going to help you with this audition. You need to get your head out of that and into this one. Uh, the last one, and it's slightly different for professional auditions than it is for uh, drama school, is material. For a professional audition, you're getting sent material, you're having to deal with it. That's out of your control. But you've got to then make some, some bold, and interesting choices about what you do with it. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, that's the same for drama school. You're gonna to have to make bold and interesting choices with what you do with it, um, but more often you get to choose your own work. And I get a lot of people saying, oh, I don't know how to pick. I've been on Amazon and I've seen a lot of plays, but I don't know if they've got uh, monologues in them. Um, you're starting from the wrong point, okay? If you're looking on Amazon for that kind of stuff, you're, you're, you're looking in the wrong place, you know? You need to get to a place where you can physically handle plays, and no doubt we will, we will talk about, you know, where to do that, how to do that in future podcasts. Um, so let's go back to this just very, very simple thing then. This is what I would do. Get a sheet of paper. Put a line down the middle. Think about this audition. And write down in detail for yourself what, do I, what is my control for this audition? What is not in my control for this audition? And then put it right in front of you wherever you can see it. And remind yourself, you're gonna put all of your energy and purpose into what I imagine is the left-hand column, um, and you're gonna spend no time at all on the right-hand column. Now, I know you wanna impress them, I know you wanna do your best, but the only way to do that, the only way to best preparation is going to be by putting your energy and purpose into what you can control. Okay, well, yeah. I think that's episode three, done and dusted. Um, thanks for listening. See you next time. See you next time. You can find Acting Coach Scotland on Facebook, 
follow us on Twitter at hello underscore ACS, or see behind the scenes at the studio on Instagram at We Are Acting Coach Scotland.